0: Get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Sunday, December 25th, and this is The Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. First, have to start the podcast out. Merry Christmas to everybody that celebrates. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Hope you guys have been enjoying your holiday season. The month of December is without question the best holiday month of the year. You could argue the best month of the year overall when you factor in the holiday season, the family events, the Christmas movies, the holiday movies, all those things. So it's been a fantastic month. And it has been a fantastic month of football in a lot of ways. We've seen a lot of things change in terms of the MVP race, playoff positioning, Teams coming in that weren't at the beginning of the year. Teams that were playing great falling off. So as usual in the NFL, the final month of the season has not disappointed. And these final three weeks are really going to decide a lot. But with with what has been a great month of both football and in general leading up to the holiday season, let's be honest here. The Christmas Day games are just not that great. I think when the NFL picked these games out to start the year. They looked at it, and they thought, we're going to have some great ones. Packers at Dolphins, Broncos at Rams, Buccaneers at Cardinals. Before the year, I mean, really, besides the Dolphins, but even them, you would have guessed all of these teams would have been in the playoffs. The Packers were viewed as one of the best in the NFC. The Rams were viewed as one of the best in the NFC. The Buccaneers, Tom Brady was back, viewed as one of the best in the NFC. The Cardinals collapsed last year, but started 8-1 and one last year. The Dolphins added Tyreek Hill. The Denver Broncos... Added Russell Wilson, new head coach, great defense, great receivers. So this looked like it was going to be a a, a Christmas Day where I don't know if they would out, outshine the NBA, who is traditionally owned Christmas Day, but, man, they had some great games lined up. Instead, nearly every one of these six teams, besides the Dolphins, has just been a dumpster fire. The Packers have been a complete disappointment. The Denver Broncos, one of, if not the worst situations in the entire NFL. The Los Angeles Rams. Tons of injuries, won't be going to the playoffs. We'll be starting Baker Mayfield in this game. Tampa Bay, ironically, could be in the playoffs, but is a complete disaster, is coming off of another terrible win. They're in leading their division. Let's be honest, the team is not that good. They need to improve. Leading into the playoffs, when you have Tom Brady, anything's possible, but they're a disaster, and the Cardinals, now without both Kyler Murray Kyler Murray, and Colt McCoy, might start Trace McSorley in this game. So, a day that was supposed to be great NFL football, a day that was supposed to have some of the top quarterbacks competing for the top seeds in their conferences in the final weeks of the season, instead... I'm going to spend my Sunday, and I thank you guys for listening to it, ranking the most trash Sunday team. So of the six teams, what's the the least trash to the most trash? Because when you look at the future of these teams, obviously only the Dolphins have anything to play for this year, but the future of these teams are not that great either. I think this is a, there's a chance that when we're doing this pod this time next year, we're once again talking about these teams as not playing for much. So Let's rank them all one through six and talk about what a terrible situation five of them in are at least. Number one, of course, is the Miami Dolphins. Let's be honest. They're they're not trash at all. They're not in a terrible situation at all. You could argue they're in one of the best situations in the NFL overall. They have Tua, who's been outstanding this year. Not going to win MVP, but for a while, he was certainly in that race. He uh, has shown this year that he can lead an an offense with this type of talent. And I know you'll look and say, yeah, they have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddell. Any quarterback could do that. But that's not the case. Tua has stepped in and played really well. Great accuracy with his passes. He's been big when they need him to. Obviously, the Dolphins coming off of a loss in Buffalo, not ideal. But this is a team that has a very bright future. I know they don't have a first-round pick. Cap space, not great. 26 in the league next year, uh, $3 million. But when you have Tua, Tyreek Hill, they traded for Bradley Chubb. They have a great young head coach in Mike McDaniels. And clearly they have an owner that's willing to spend. You look at what he just spent on Tyreek Hill. My guess is Jalen Waddell is going to re-up there when he is eligible. The Dolphins have an extremely bright future. In fact, if you look at their division... I mean, yes, the Bills, I think, have the brightest uh, future, but they have a way brighter future than the Jets, a way brighter future than the Patriots when you look at the disaster that's going on there. The Dolphins have one of the brightest futures in the AFC. And I think even if they don't get it done this year, this is not their year to win the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean they can't. But the expectation is not to win it. If they can go to the playoffs, win one playoff game, or at least be competitive in that playoff game, I think they go into 2023 feeling really good about where they're at and that they're on the come up. So I think of, of all the teams that we're going to have to sit through watching on Sunday, there's no question the Dolphins have the brightest future. All right, now to get to the trash teams, which is really what you've all been waiting for all right, like these are the teams you throw out with all the Christmas wrapping paper and the trash bags once you open all your gifts. These teams, nothing really exciting with them other than hoping they can rebuild. So who's the closest to rebuilding? I think the the team with the brightest future of these five is the Green Bay Packers. And I say that because they're an outstanding franchise. You look at some of these other franchises, the Buccaneers, okay franchise. Cardinals, not that great. Rams, I know they won recently, but overall not a great franchise. The Broncos are a good franchise, but we'll get to them in a minute. Their situation's so bad. The Packers are always competitive. They have a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that will probably be back next year, but even if he's not, you have Jordan Love there, so you have some type of plan if you don't want to, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers back uh, they have the 14th overall pick. They have good young wide receivers. I think their defense is better than it's played this year. They have decent cornerbacks. They have some okay pass rushers. I think things will turn around quickly in Green Bay on the defensive side of the ball, especially if their quarterback doesn't throw as many interceptions. So I do think the Packers have a fairly bright future compared to the rest of the teams. I I like the coach. I know, obviously, we'll see how can they succeed without Aaron Rodgers if he's not back. But I think they have a solid foundation And with the 14th overall pick, you could potentially add a difference maker there. Or look, honestly, even try to move up for a quarterback. But if I had to be any of these teams, I would want to be the Packers. The Buccaneers are number two for me. And I'll be honest, at this point, it was tough to decide who to go with. The Buccaneers, not in a great spot. They're $40 million over the cap heading into next year. That's 31st in the NFL. They have the 19th overall pick, so at least they own their first round pick. But they could be without a quarterback. It's possible Tom Brady is not back. But let's be honest, even if he is, is this a team that wants him back? Tom Brady kind of has the, the franchise hostage. He's still good. Like, let's be honest. It's Tom Brady. If you're a team in the playoffs, you don't want to see him come into your building. He still strikes fear into teams. But ultimately... You have to wonder if they're good enough to win with Tom Brady. But if they're not, they're not going to move on from Tom Brady. They're not going to tell him they don't want him back. So they're basically at the mercy of Tom Brady as long as he wants to play. And it just feels like that whole situation is a disaster. There was a report that Tom Brady meets with players on Saturday night, makes changes to the game plan without telling the coaching staff. Todd Bowles has been a uh, bit of a disaster in his first year as the Buccaneers head coach. Again, some talent. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. The defense is decent. But they have such a big question mark at quarterback and such a big question of which way do they want to go? Do they still want to be, you know, the, the, the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's or do they want to kind of get their franchise back, look into getting a different quarterback and start a rebuild that they probably need? It might not take as long, but a, a rebuild that they probably need. The Arizona Cardinals, $23 million in cap space, 13th in the NFL. So they have some room to work with and they have the fifth overall pick. So I think in some ways you could argue they have a brighter future than the Cardinals. I'm sorry, than the Buccaneers. The issue they have is... They are stuck with Kyler, and now he's hurt, right? So he's probably not going to be the quarterback that you you want next year. So you're talking about 2024. In 2024, is he going to be the same guy? Can he move the way he moved before? How rusty is he, is he going to be? It'll be his first year coming off of a major injury. So even if he does play in 2023, he's not going to be that guy. 2024 will be the year where he feels like he's finally back. But you really have realistic expectations there. You're looking at maybe 2025 until you know what you have in this new version of Kyler, the post-injury Kyler. That's two full years that might be a complete wash. And they don't have a great coaching staff. Cliff Kingsbury, not the answer at head coach. But the interesting decision they have to make is, as of now, they have the fifth overall pick. Would they dare take a quarterback? Or if they tank, let's say, you know, Kyler's not good next year. He doesn't play next year. They they finish with a top-five pick. Would you draft a quarterback then? Would you look at Caleb Williams out of USC? So the fifth overall pick is is tempting, but unlike the Buccaneers, and I know the Buccaneers, like I said, are certainly at the mercy of Tom Brady. The Cardinals are so stuck with Kyler. They just gave him this deal. They just committed to him. So for him to suffer this injury, it's pretty devastating for that franchise, and it really sets them up for the future of just not really having one and really no path to go unless they're brave enough to take a quarterback at the fifth overall pick and brave enough to hire a new head coach. The next team on this list, the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about, them about, we talked about them earlier in the year as being one of the biggest dumpster fires in the NFL. $3.5 million in cap space, a roster that's old, injured, no real assets, no no first round pick this year. They gave it up. It would have been the fourth overall pick. Now, look, they are a team that won a Super Bowl by making these trades. So I'm sure to a certain extent, they're like, all right, you know what? It would be nice to have the fourth overall pick. It was nicer winning the Super Bowl in our own building. So at least they have that to lean on. But they have big questions of quarterback. Who knows what Matthew Stafford is going to be moving forward? If they bring back Stafford, is he going to be a good quarterback? Are they in for another year of him being injury prone, not playing well? And If they move on from him, how are they going to get that quarterback? They have no first round pick. They have no cap space. I think it's an attractive destination for sure. I think quarterbacks would love to go there. I just don't know how they get that quarterback. So the Rams, while the Cardinals at least have Kyler in, you know, that fifth overall pick, the Buccaneers have some things to lean on. The Packers have Jordan Love and, you know, picks. The Rams don't have a pick, and they also have no real plan. Like they're Of all these teams, they're the most likely just to run it back, and we saw this year. Now, they did have a ton of injuries, which is certainly possible. You would think Cooper Cup won't get injured again. Allen Robinson won't get injured again. But Aaron Donald might retire. Jalen Rams, he's a great player, but he's getting older. This team might be forced to run it back, and we saw this year that running it back is not good enough. So the Rams moving forward are definitely in a really tough spot. The last team on this list, the biggest dumpster fire, the biggest trash team right now that we're all going to have to sit through yet again in a primetime spot and watch is the Denver Broncos. $19 million in cap space. That's the one saving grace. They have the second most cap space of any team on this list but no team on this list would trade to be in this situation. then. they're in no first round pick would have been the third overall pick. No first round picks. They traded for Russell Wilson. And they're just in such a terrible situation because of that Russell Wilson thing. There's a possibility that one year after giving him, you know, $250 million deal or whatever it was, they might have to cut or release him he's been that bad and the future looks that abysmal with him at quarterback the only saving grace to maybe make making an argument for the broncos could turn it around quickly is if they get a really good head coach in there and he you know they still have jerry judy they still have good young receivers their defense is really good maybe russell maybe russell wilson won't be as cooked with a new head coach but if he's cooked and they're stuck with him for another year, this team is not going to do anything different than what they did this year. They're not going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to have a bright future. This all comes down to the head coach, and it's going to be a tough coach to get. You know, if you're a head coaching prospect, the Broncos fire their head coach. Do you view this as an attractive destination? Because on one hand, you're stuck with Russell Wilson, but that could be really good or really bad. If you think you could turn Russ around, you could come in next year and win coach of the year job at this job. But if you think he's cooked, this team has a very, very, very long road back to being competitive. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave a five-star review with your best NFL take, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.